Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. Did you know that when you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, that you actually make it easier for other people to find the Family Bible Journey? So please, follow and subscribe. And thank you for listening. This is Episode 5, Season 1 of the Family Bible Journey New Testament Podcast. Today we're looking at Matthew Chapter 3. The title of today's podcast is The Baptized. Our key verses for today are Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. When Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up in the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest upon him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Our reading for today. So in Matthew chapter 3, we see John the Baptist enter the scene, and John the Baptist is not the first character in the New Testament, or one of the first characters in the New Testament. I would say that John the Baptist is actually the last prophet of the Old Testament. God sent John the Baptist to prepare the way for his son by bringing a close to the Old Testament scriptures. And he was called to do that by proclaiming the word of the Lord. Repent, he cried in the Judean wilderness. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Well, that one sentence summary is an awesome summary, not only of the ministry of John the Baptist, not just the ministry of the Old Testament prophets, not the ministry of Jesus, but rather that is a great summary of the preaching message of the entire scripture. Repent itself could be taken as a one word summary of all of God's word to us. The word repent means to turn around, to do an about face, to make a 180 degree turn. Because we as human beings, by nature, are sinful. We are selfish. We want to serve ourselves according to our sinful nature. We are opposed to God. We are enemies of God. We want to run away from God. And so when John the Baptist, all the Old Testament preachers, and Jesus, now that his earthly ministry is beginning in earnest, say, repent, they're calling all people to acknowledge the truth of themselves the truth that we are fallen and sinful creatures, and the truth of God who created and redeemed all of us simply because of his great love for us. And so John preached that message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in Jesus, we are told, comes to the Jordan River to be baptized by his cousin, John. We are told in Matthew's gospel that John would have prevented Jesus from being baptized by him, but Jesus insisted saying it was necessary to fulfill all righteousness. And in the statement, Jesus is acknowledging his place under the law. He did not come from heaven to earth to supplant the law or to supersede the law or to somehow circumvent God's law. No, Jesus came from heaven to earth to fulfill God's law in our place and in our stead so that in him we can be forgiven for all the times that we do not fulfill God's law. And with John the Baptist being the last prophet of the Old Testament, Jesus is now going to fulfill the Old Testament. He's going to bring a close to the Old Testament by being baptized by this last Old Testament prophet sent by God to prepare his people for the coming of the Messiah. And I have highlighted here in a lot of different ways, Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, because I see this as one of the most important passages in the entire Bible. And so for those of you who are journaling with us through the Bible, if you want to see how it is that I color code certain passages or some of the notes that I make in my Bibles, I've got those, a few, a very small number on the website, familybiblejourney.com, but also if you go to our Facebook or Instagram, just look up Family Bible Journey on Facebook or Instagram, and there we're going to have very regular posts of notes and highlights and different things from the podcast edition of the Journal Bible that I'm working through. And this passage 
has a blue triangle on it with a great big exclamation point on it because we see all three persons of the Trinity here present and observable in different ways, whether it be visibly or audibly as the Father speaks from heaven as the Son of God is baptized. I also have the verses circled in red, green, and blue. And I've got Jesus underlined in blue, the Spirit of God underlined in blue, and the voice, which is the voice of the Father underlined in blue, to indicate all three persons of the Trinity. You know, there are not a lot of places in the Bible where we see all three persons of the Trinity together, but this is certainly one of them. And there are even certain sects of Christianity, at least they would call themselves Christianity, that deny the reality of the Trinity. There are there are many who would say that the Trinity is a, a, a manufacturing or it is an output of the human imagination, that God is, it does not exist as the three in one. But here we get to see all three persons of the Trinity in one particular passage. And so it is very important for us. We're going to see this again at the end of Matthew's gospel. This is clearly something that was important for Matthew enough that he begins the ministry of Jesus with all three persons clearly mentioned and then also ends the earthly ministry of Jesus with all three persons clearly mentioned because the triune God is the God of the Bible and he is a God who exists very differently than us, who is above and beyond human understanding. And so we shouldn't be surprised that we don't comprehend or understand or don't have within ourselves the ability to imagine this three-in-one being. But here he is as he reveals himself in this passage. And I want to read for you these two verses. When Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descend like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. In this gift of baptism for Jesus, we can't imagine how it would have affirmed and lifted his spirit up. Yes, he is the Son of God, but he is also a human being. He is as real a human being as you or I. He existed mind, body, and spirit, just as you and I do. And to see the Spirit descend on him to hear the voice of the Father was certainly affirming to the man Jesus who had come to be baptized by his human cousin John, who was the son of Elizabeth and Zechariah that we're going to get to know a little bit better in the Gospel of Luke. And in this baptism of Jesus, we who are baptized also have a great encouragement for us in our faith because everything that the Father says of the Son in his baptism this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. The Father says of you in your baptism that you are his beloved Son, that you are his beloved daughter, and that with you God is well pleased. None of us deserves the Father in heaven to speak of us as his son or as his daughter. None of us deserves sins forgiven. None of us deserves to be looked at by God as a beloved child, and yet this is true of us because of the great love he has shown us in his dear son Jesus. One of those words of wisdom sections that I have written in the study Bible here, everything the Father says of the Son is true of you in your baptism. Because baptism is a gift that God has given to his people where he blesses us with his Holy Spirit, where he assures us of his love, where our sins are washed away, where we are made a part of the kingdom of heaven. And this is a wonderful gift for us that God bestows upon us simply because of his love and his mercy and his grace and by the power of his Holy Spirit. And so we cherish the gift of baptism and we thank God for the gift of baptism because in our baptism, God is the one who is speaking good things of us. God is the one who is doing the blessing 
of us. And there is so much here that happens that we couldn't possibly fathom or understand it. And so we receive the blessings of baptism as a gift. And I can remember as a boy when I was baptized about 16 years old, I remember going to the baptistry in the big tub, right? Thankfully, it was nice warm water and, and the jets were not out in the jacuzzi. But I went in the baptistry and I can remember as the pastor was, was saying of me, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son. And then I don't hear the rest of it because I'm under the water. And then I come back up with the pastor saying, Amen. I knew that God was doing something for me in that moment, even though I was just a 16-year-old boy, that I didn't fully understand and appreciate. And yet I appreciated it because I knew that it was done to me and it was done for me as a gift. And so I was actually praying as I was baptized, saying, Dear Lord, I don't know everything that's happening here, but I pray that you would make me worthy. And that was my God's honest prayer while I was being baptized there in my home church where I grew up. We leave this chapter thankful of all the blessings that God has given us in our baptism, thankful for the ministry of John that prepared the way for Jesus, and thankful for Jesus taking our place under the law in the waters of holy baptism, that we can be blessed as he was blessed, knowing that God does for us great and wonderful things in our baptism, even as we see him doing great and wonderful things for his son in his baptism. If you want to get in touch with us, the best way is through the contact form on our website at familybiblejourney.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Our blessing for today. May you be blessed by the assurance of God's love in your baptism, knowing that His Holy Spirit has given you faith and that you are His beloved child in Christ Jesus. Amen.